Part five of the Snow Queen. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Snow Queen and Other Stories by Hans Christian Andersen. Translated by H. P. Paul. The Snow Queen. Sixth Story. The Lapland Woman and the Finland Woman. They stopped at a little hut. It was very mean-looking. The roof sloped nearly down to the ground, and the door was so low that the family had to creep in on their hands and knees when they went in and out. There was no one at home but an old Lapland woman who was cooking fish by the light of a train-oil lamp. The reindeer told her all about Gerda's story, after having first told his own, which seemed to him the most important, but Gerda was so pinched with the cold that she could not speak. "'Oh, you poor things!' said the Lapland woman. "'You have a long way to go yet. You must travel more than a hundred miles farther, to Finland. The Snow Queen lives there now, and she burns Bengal lights every evening.' I will write a few words on a dried stockfish, for I have no paper, and you can take it from me to the Finland woman who lives there. She can give you better information than I can. So when Gerda was warmed and had taken something to eat and drink, the woman wrote a few words on the dried fish and told Gerda to take great care of it. Then she tied her again on the reindeer, and he set off at full speed. Flash, flash went the beautiful blue northern lights in the air the whole night long, and at length they reached Finland, and knocked at the chimney of the Finland woman's hut, for it had no door above the ground. They crept in, but it was so terribly hot inside that that woman wore scarcely any clothes. She was small and very dirty-looking. She loosened little Gerda's dress, and took off the fur boots and the mittens, or Gerda would have been unable to bear the heat and then she placed a piece of ice on the reindeer's head, and read what was written on the dried fish. After she had read it three times, she knew it by heart, so she popped the fish into the soup saucepan, as she knew it was good to eat, and she never wasted anything. The reindeer told his own story first, and then little Gerda's, and the Finlander twinkled with her clever eyes, but she said nothing. "'You are so clever,' said the reindeer. I know you can tie all the winds of the world with a piece of twine. If a sailor unties one knot, he has a fair wind. When he unties a second, it blows hard. But if the third and fourth are loosened, then comes a storm, which will root up whole forests. Cannot you give this little maiden something which will make her as strong as twelve men to overcome the Snow Queen? The power of twelve men, said the Finland woman. That would be of very little use. But she went to a shelf and took down and unrolled a large skin, on which were inscribed wonderful characters, and she read till the perspiration ran down from her forehead. But the reindeer begged so hard for little Gerda, and Gerda looked at the Finland woman with such beseeching cheerful eyes that her own eyes began to twinkle again. So she drew the reindeer into a corner and whispered to him while she laid a fresh piece of ice on his head. Little Kay is really with the Snow Queen, but he finds everything there so much to his taste and his liking that he believes it is the finest place in the world. But this is because he has a piece of broken glass in his heart and a little piece of glass in his eye. These must be taken out, or he will never be a human being again, and the Snow Queen will retain her power over him. 
But can you not give little Gerda something to help her to conquer this power? I can give her no greater power than she has already, said the woman. Don't you see how strong that is? How men and animals are obliged to serve her, and how well she has got through the world barefooted as she is? She cannot receive any power from me greater than she now has, which consists in her own purity and innocence of heart. If she cannot herself obtain access to the Snow Queen and remove the glass fragments from little Kay, we can do nothing to help her. Two miles from here the Snow Queen's garden begins. You can carry the little girl so far and set her down by the large bush which stands in the snow covered with red berries. Do not stay gossiping, but come back here as quickly as you can. Then the Finland woman lifted little Gerda upon the reindeer, and he ran away with her as quickly as he could. "'Oh, I have forgotten my boots and my mittens!' cried little Gerda as soon as she felt the cutting cold, but the reindeer dared not stop. So he ran on till he reached the bush with the red berries. Here he set Gerda down, and he kissed her, and the great bright tears trickled over the animal's cheeks. Then he left her and ran back as fast as he could. There stood poor Gerda, without shoes, without gloves, in the midst of cold, dreary, ice-bound Finland. She ran forwards as quickly as she could, when a whole regiment of snowflakes came round her. They did not, however, fall from the sky, which was quite clear and glittering with the northern lights. The snowflakes ran along the ground, and the nearer they came to her, the larger they appeared. Gerda remembered how large and beautiful they looked through the burning glass. But these were really larger, and much more terrible, for they were alive, and were the guards of the Snow Queen, and had the strangest shapes. Some were like great porcupines, others like twisted serpents with their heads stretching out, and some few were like little fat bears with their hair bristled. But all were dazzlingly white, and all were living snowflakes. Then little Gerda repeated the Lord's prayer, and the cold was so great that she could see her own breath come out of her mouth like steam as she uttered the words. The steam appeared to increase as she continued her prayer, till it took the shape of little angels who grew larger the moment they touched the earth. They all wore helmets on their heads and carried spears and shields. Their number continued to increase more and more, and by the time Gerda had finished her prayers, a whole legion stood round her. They thrust their spears into the terrible snowflakes, so that they shivered into a hundred pieces, and little Gerda could go forward with courage and safety. The angel stroked her hands and feet, so that she felt the cold less, and she hastened on to the Snow Queen's castle. But now we must see what Kay is doing. In truth, he thought not of little Gerda, and never supposed she could be standing in the front of the palace. End of Part 5 of the Snow Queen